Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Steeler fans. It is time for the second half of the Curtain Call podcast. It's Mike and Jeff hanging out with you on a Wednesday night or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Just talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we always do, every single week. Having fun, I guess. Do you have fun, Jeffrey? Yeah. Okay. I have good. fun, Mike. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I enjoy hear that. I enjoy our time together. Me too. And I enjoy <laughs> our time with the people, the people, the live chat, hanging out with us. But uh, I, I guess kind of the biggest Steelers news of the past week was not really Steelers news to begin with. It, it all kind of stems from the Philadelphia Eagles signing Ryan Kerrigan. And that kind of was accompanied by a tweet from one Adam Schefter of ESPN. You probably heard of him. He's kind of a big deal. Uh, he mentioned that the Pittsburgh Steelers were one of three teams that were the most interested in Ryan Kerrigan. What are your initial thoughts on that? The Steelers being players in the free agent market at, uh, at this point of the year. I like it. Uh, and it makes sense to me. Uh, if you have the chance to add a legitimate, like a legitimate rotation piece, a guy who can give you serious snaps at outside linebacker, I'd take it. Uh, we saw what they were able to do last season with Alex Highsmith as the number three. You know, that, that was a nice number three to have. They could just, they could just come in. TJ Watt could take snaps off, but Dupree takes snaps off and the play would barely decline at all. Uh, I think a guy like a Ryan Kerrigan definitely gives you that. Uh, I'm also not surprised to see him not come here. I mean, you're not, we pretty much have, you know, our next starter 
in line. He played well. You're, you know, you don't want to come here and have to be like, I'm going to compete for this job with a second year player, you know, who wasn't a starter last year. And, and now I'm going to compete for my, for my job with this guy. I understand not wanting to do that. Uh, and I can understand Steelers probably didn't want to pay him as much as someone who was looking for that would, but it makes sense to me, the Steelers going after, especially a guy of his caliber. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And obviously they don't get the deal done. Uh, Kerrigan, I'm not really too certain on the Eagles defensive line situation, but I know they had Brandon Graham for forever. Uh, they've had some solid pass rushers. Uh, Derek Barnett, I believe is the other name. Someone else who's really solid for them. So it's kind of like the same situation uh, as going to the Steelers, except I, I guess he, he plays on a team where he gets to play Washington twice a year, which might have been important to him. But obviously the Steelers don't get the deal done. Do you think they could be chasing another one of these edge rushers that are still available in the market? Because there are still some names out there. I wouldn't be surprised if they're if they're inquiring. I, I doubt it would be as serious. You know, and it, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't think there's anyone else really in that, in that market that stands out quite as much as Kerrigan did. Uh, well, there was Justin Houston who had eight sacks That's last true. year, uh, and Melvin Ingram who battled knee injuries and hadn't hasn't had the best success, but he would obviously be much cheaper than Justin Houston. Yeah, those would be interesting additions. I could see the Steelers going for one, someone like that. Uh, someone that gives you kind of a known level of uh, a known baseline uh, that's that's pretty high. I, I could see that, uh, but that's that's really that's really where I think I think we're talking about is if you're going to add someone, you've got to add someone who's making an impact. You're not going to add someone to compete with you know the other backups. Um, this is something that's popped up a lot. Um, not to pick on you, Lumber, Lumberzack ninety four. What about a trade for Chase Winovich uh, is uh, what he put in the live chat. Obviously, he is the local kid. Um, someone uh, Steeler fans have loved a lot since his time in Michigan. But I really haven't seen a- any trade requests or anything along those lines for from Winovich. Do you think that makes any sense? And does it make any sense why that name should be popping up at all? I get, I get why that popped up. That was the guy people wanted in the draft. Anyone with local ties, that's you know that kind of high energy, likable guy. Um, and he had the hair, he had the long, you know, he has all that. He has he has a lot of things that people look at and are like, oh yeah, that guy, he stands out. <laughs> um, but no, no, they shouldn't trade for him. He actually is a really nice fit uh, for what New England does on defense. When they signed him, I was like, that's a good signing for them. I didn't, I don't want Winovich here. He doesn't really fit. Uh, what we do here, kind of in, in in a similar vein to how Mike Rabel never really fit what the Steelers were doing. He was good here, but he wasn't ever going to be great here. And so, you know, people are like, oh, they never managed to start him. Well, yeah, he, he wasn't going to be a great player here. When he went to New England, he fit exactly what they wanted perfectly. And he was a fantastic player for them. For me, Chase Winovich is a, is a much lower level. Like this is a big drop off from Mike Vrabel to Chase Winovich kind of player, uh, but he is similar in that he fits what they do really well, and he doesn't as well fit what the Steelers do, especially now uh, where our our outside linebackers are used mostly like defensive ends. He doesn't he doesn't fit that. And uh, I think it should be worth mentioning that uh, the Steelers don't have a ton of draft capital 
for next year's draft. Uh, when it comes to comp picks, sure, they have a couple, but they won't have their fourth-round pick because they traded that for Isaiah Loudermilk. Their fifth-round pick they dealt for Avery Williamson, which returned another seventh, but that's not exactly setting the world on fire. They're definitely not going to want to move their third or their sixth because they're they're not going to want to have this long break in between picks. So a, a trade this year, at the very least, just doesn't make any sense. They, they don't have the draft capital. And ah, unless he's demanding a trade out in New England, I just I just don't see it on that front. But to kind of stick with the theme of talking about edge rushers right now, one of the I had an article that ran on Bond the Steel Curtain today, specifically about uh, business that the Pittsburgh Steelers still have to accomplish often. One of the things that I think they need to get done, much like how they got Cam Hayward's extension done last offseason is T.J. Watts this year. Obviously, he's playing on the fifth-year option. Do you think that deal gets done before week one? I really don't. I don't expect mm. it to. Uh, partly partly because if I was T.J. Watt, I wouldn't do it. You're not going to get the money this year. You're going to get next year. The cap is going to see a, a – with everything the way it's looking, it looks like – I mean – unless something unforeseen happens, we're going to be probably full capacity for stadiums by the time the season starts. And that's going to be a big deal. If like, say, say, it, you know, all the restrictions drop in like August when, you know, teams are like, boom, and now our tickets are on sale. You know, like, like you have kind of that lineup where you can go get NFL tickets right when you find out, Hey, we can go full capacity. Everything can, everything's going full capacity everywhere. Uh, that's, Man, that's going to be a big deal. I, I think you're going to see a lot of fans. I think you're going to see revenue go up substantially. 17th game, obviously, hitting. Uh, I think TJ Watt would be smart to wait because you are you are probably not going to get paid this year, especially with how much the Steelers can add with their cap situation uh, to what you can do next year. I, I think it waits till next year. Well, they could have most of the, most of that money kind of pretty much like signing bonus wise hit next year, I suppose. So th- there is always that side of things. But when it comes to dollars with him, I, I thought it was kind of funny. Like most, I-, I saw the NFL research put out his market to be twenty seven million dollars a year plus. Uh, then then you have Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette in his latest uh, his roundtable or whatever he calls it, saying he won't be making more than nineteen million. Which I, which I just chuckle at because there's no way. There's just absolutely no way he's going to be only making that that amount of money. If I know you ran a poll on this. If you had to pinpoint what T.J. Watt's yearly average is going to look like, what, what do you think that number is going to look like? I think it's going to be 30. I think he's going to go – I think he's going to break that, you know, yearly mark of $30 million a year. Uh, and I, I don't think you're going to see a discount from T.J. Watt. I don't think you are. After what we saw from JJ, like like we saw JJ go into free agency and be like, yeah, I'd like, you know, who I play with is going to be important. I want to be on a team that has a good defense and good people around me. Money. And man, I love my family so much, but uh, where's that money? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. where Arizona's got the money. That's close enough. That's close enough to my family. Wisconsin, Pittsburgh, Arizona, they're real close to each other there. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't see TJ being the kind of guy who's like, no, I'm not taking that money because that's something that's something that's got to be kind of instilled in you. 
like more this that's just not a natural thing where you're like you know what maybe i don't want to make a whole bunch of money like that's that's not something human beings naturally come by uh so for me i i think it's going to be big i think it's i think he's going to hit that 30 million mark uh i i think it's going to be one of those contracts that kind of set the bar for other people and you know what though i i feel like there's a 0% chance he goes anywhere else though unless he is hell bent on leaving the pittsburgh steelers which i i I don't foresee, uh, but the Steelers are going to be a team in transition once Ben is gone. Uh, they're going to need those big faces. They, they got to sell tickets, and they're going to have to do it without Ben Roethlisberger's face on the billboard. And whether or not you think it matters, it matters. Uh, I think TJ Watt is someone that pushes the needle. So I, I think he's obviously a great talent on the field, the best outside linebacker in the game. That's unquestioned. Uh, you could you could debate who the best pass rusher is pass rusher is or the best edge rusher specifically but when it comes to straight up outside linebackers there's there's no one above tj watt he's that dude so i guess with one last tj watt question do you do you think he's someone that could get like that max max term like eight year contract you don't see those a lot but could tj watt be be a guy that gets something like that or would even want it i doubt he'd go for it like, uh, yeah, he's 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 probably going to set himself up. Uh, in my opinion, the way the way to handle this is you go, you know, set the new record, set a bar, get get some get some number that stands out, like a thirty, like hitting thirty million, and then get a new deal available before you're thirty. Keep that like when I'm twenty eight, twenty nine, I can get a new deal. Uh, so so I'm looking more in that range. Not 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 a big not a big number of years. Yeah, uh, I could kind of see stuff along those lines as well. Um, if it really came down to money, I could see, but yeah, I think right around twenty five or twenty six. So the Steelers might uh, probably want something longer than a, a three year deal. I'm not sure if that's what you were just searching up there. Yeah, yes, I, I actually. I actually click to see that, make sure I'm right. But yeah, four year four year deal puts him uh puts him at thirty. So he's not gonna be able to get that. Yeah. <laughs> I no, thought about that. I was like, wait a minute, this is his fifth year, not his fourth year. We're going in. yeah. Aw shuck. Sorry, TJ. You're just gonna have to make a boatload of money here. Oh well. Yeah, you have to yeah, oh well. Whatever. <laughs> um Kind of getting back on track with kind of the theme of the show. I, I know we were talking a lot about Kevin Green in the first half. Kevin Green, Kendrick Green, uh, excuse me. We will iron out those kinks before the season gets here. But specifically the offense now. I know we talked about the offensive line. But today there's a bunch of national media talking about Ben Roethlisberger. And there's a lot of people actually kind of supporting him saying, Oh, if he doesn't have to throw 50 passes a game, he'll be better. If there's a running game, this and that Ben could be really, really good. Do you think this offense will be better than what it was last year? Considering all the moves they've made. See, this is tough. This is tough because I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there again. In the games where JC Hassenhauer didn't play significant snaps, sorry JC, I keep because it's that's that's the that's the like I don't know, I don't want to call it the straw that broke the camel's back, but that's the point. Like that's the easy signifier. The offensive line was in tatters when JC Hassenhauer was forced to start. 
Like, you know you're bad off when your number three center is now a starter. That's a bad situation. When the offensive line was missing enough people to pull that off, where J.C. Hassenhauer was forced to play, uh, they scored 18 points a game. In the other games, they averaged exactly 30 points a game. That's not a bad offense, right? That's not bad. Uh, and that's not counting the wild card game where they scored 40. You know, they hit 40. Um, so for me, obviously, there's some defensive touchdowns in there, uh, some odd ones. But they weren't doing that under Todd Haley with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. They weren't scoring 30 points a game. They did that last season. Uh, and they did that They did that when the team couldn't run the ball. It was like the weirdest thing. Like the offense wasn't good, and yet we scored 30 points. And you're like, oh, I don't think this offense is very good, and yet we scored 30 points. Uh, we saw it even in Indianapolis when when Pouncey was back uh, before then he had the COVID and he was out again. The, the line came together, and they they scored, I think, 28 that game. Like they were right up there close to 30. So for me, the offense being better might not be just, are they going to score points? Uh I'm looking for an offense that controls the game more because we saw a lot of long drives, but we also saw a lot of quick three and outs last year. We saw a lot of that. And I, I, I want to see an offense that, that gets you some more sustained drives, more frequently sustained drives, even if they don't result in touchdowns. Yeah, I, I'll have to say to add on to that, I'm kind of surprised JC Hassenauer is still on the roster. Uh, to, to, like, to your credit, like he was so bad last year. I'm like, yeah, this guy's done. The second the offseason hits, hit the bricks, kid, you're done. But he, he's kind of Dan McCullers, McCullers-ing himself onto the team right now, just sticking around kind of like a, what, a, a roach in a nuclear apocalypse. It just won't go away. So I guess Hassenauer is still here, so. Well, well, Vince Williams, if you watch his rookie season, Vince Williams was pretty bad. Like, he started a bunch of games, and he I was pretty bad. Was that Hassenauer's second or third year, though? He was a rookie. I think it's his second season, yeah. Mm. But he was, like, bouncing around. That was his first real, you know, he, I, I think they see in him a guy who is two years from that role. You know, he's a year or two left from that role. And, again, we don't know what impact COVID may have had on anyone last season, uh, but for – they see something in him that they want to keep him around. Yeah, I, I definitely suppose uh, suppose there could be something there. I just don't see it. I think Hassanar stinks. But uh, well, he was from Alabama, and Jace. Uh, I think Najee Harris has actually brought him up when he talks about players on the Steelers that he knows. Uh, so, so you know, maybe they were like, "Hey, we'll keep him around because <laughs> he knows Najee." I don't know, <laughs> Najee. Oh. <sighs> Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't uh, know. But just to take things a, a step back, uh, earlier I asked you about ed, like edge rusher specifically in signing player. If I had to make a prediction, I feel like they will sign a defensive player in some capacity over the coming weeks. I feel like that will happen. But on the offensive side of the football, I feel like this offense is pretty much set at, like for this season. I, I don't foresee any changes. Could you see any player addition or movement on the off offensive side of the football whatsoever at this point? I'm trying to think. I don't think there's any real room for it at that point. Like we've like, got, we've got depth. We've got our two main tight ends. We've got depth there behind them. With I mean, Zach Gentry's a fine number three tight end. Like not many teams have a really good number three tight end anymore. And Raider can compete with them too. So yeah, 
you know, you, you've got three and four. They're all right. Uh, wide receiver room is stacked. There, you're not adding a wide receiver. Like, do you need a fifth? Like over Ray Ray McLeod, I guess maybe, but yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think honestly, if you're back. going, if you're adding someone at this point, it almost have to be at running back. Yeah, right? you'd have to be just able to sit there and say, you know what, we'll take this guy over Benny Snell. Like, if Benny Snell comes in, has a bad camp, you know. But that that's really what stands out to me is now at this point, I think this roster is set for camp. Uh, they've got, especially the, with the amount of youth they have. Like, if you bring I in a veteran. The youngest team on average in the league. The youngest. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy when you have an almost 40-year-old quarterback. But Yeah, and even, like, look at our defensive line. Like, that's not youth. <laughs> like, Tyson, yeah. all, all the Cam Hayward and stuff into it. They're not young at all. Uh, There's only no, three I, old I, guys I, in the team. And Joe Hayden. <laughs> yeah, Joe Hayden out there. And then everyone else is, like, super young. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could see them adding a veteran, you know, for cutdowns. I've said it before, but there's there's a thousand free agents that are on teams right now. They're gonna be free agents. There's over a thousand of them. So when that hits, they start cutting people. You can add someone to your 53. Then, uh, to me, that's that's when to do it. Right now, I think they're gonna stop and just see what they have. Uh, offensively, a hundred percent agree. I, I feel like I feel like they should still try to make this defense a little bit better depth wise. The Steelers' defense is complex. I want them to work through training camp and mini camp if they show up to that. So I'd really like for them to have those bodies here now defensively, yeah, more specifically than than anything else. Now, I, well, I would, where do you where do you see them adding something on defense? Because I, th- I, I think especially defensive back, they've got. I think they're a lot deeper. People say defensive back, but I think they're significantly deeper than people think they are. There, I think they need an edge rusher though, like. TJ Watt needs his rest. Like he's a 100% effort guy. He can't play 100% of defensive snaps. Uh, Alex Highsmith hasn't proved he can play 100% of the defensive snaps either. And then what's after that? Like I know Quincy Roche, people see him as a, as a higher draft pick, but he's still a sixth round pick and Cassius Marsh sucked in that Browns game. So like <laughs> when TJ Watt needs a rest, does that just mean we're going to give up touchdowns? Like that's what it comes down to. And in this season, Right now, if you look at this team, you got Ben Roethlisberger potentially on his last year. You got Juju Smith-Schuster somehow to come back on a one-year deal. If this is your go-for year, go for it. Add as much talent as you possibly can. Move some contracts around. Shave some money. Add more talent to this team so they can actually go on a run. Because as of right now, if if TJ Watt, God forbid, if he got injured, if Devin Bush got injured again, if one corner, either guy, got hurt, they don't have the depth, and this team would be screwed. Like it's as simple as one guy going down. That's just how I feel. But I don't know. Am I am I too intense on this? Or like I genuinely feel like if they lose one body, they're in a really really bad spot. Well, some guys aren't replaceable, right? I mean, obviously, uh, I do agree with you with edge rusher. If they're going to add somebody, that is the spot. I think they're much better off inside linebacker. Uh, I think they're better off at safety than they have been in past years. Defensive line has incredible depth. Uh, obviously, you're not still not replacing a Cam Hayward. But say if Minka gets depth. hurt, is it Trey Norwood time, like your seventh-round pick? They, they don't really have a third safety like right now, I, I don't think. 
Especially well, I, would, I, I think you're gonna see Arthur Millet, Arthur Millet fill that spot. Uh, he he was actually a pretty good safety in a similar system to, to what we use with Minka. Um, so I, I think he would be he would be the next guy up in that situation. I think he'd be okay. I uh, I mean you're not replacing Minka, but I don't think we're talking you know Cam Kelly level here, where the, the defense is suddenly the worst defense we've ever seen in the history of football. Yeah, and like I, if teams that go on Super Bowl runs, you, you look at the Buccaneers. Just look at their roster; they're loaded. Their depth is loaded. It's like one guy gets hurt. It's like, well, guess what? His replacement is still an NFL quality starter. Yeah, and, and like if if that's what the Steelers are trying to do, you got a 17 game schedule ahead of you, and you got the, the Chiefs and the Bills and one bye on the line. So you're there if they make the playoffs. I'm almost certainly tell you they're not getting the buy especially with the hardest schedule in football like in order to do it they'd probably have to be like 14 and 3 i i just can't see them pulling that out next year so if you're going through four playoff games and 17 regular season games someone's going to get injured someone's going to get a serious injury that's going to knock them out for a year they don't have depth like you can't just bring someone in week 10 and expect them to know the all the intricacies of your defensive scheme or what to do in those complex kind of coverages. It's one of those things where it's like, they, they just need depth. Like, yeah. yeah I, I we saw that with Avery Williamson. We saw that last season with Avery Williamson. He came in and they had to alter how they played defense, especially, well, I mean, at one point it was what Avery Williamson and uh, Marcus Allen and UG three were our, were our linebackers. That's all we had left. We were down yeah. our top three guys. Uh, so Yeah. You got a good point there. You got a good point, which also, which also, you know, kind of comes around to if you're talking about like we need to be able to move this defense with or without top players because we've got the extra game because of how the NFL is going. You know, how, how are you justifying paying one player a ton of money? You know, would you rather have a have depth or would you rather have star power at the top at that point? Like that's that's going to be an interesting question going forward, especially at like high usage positions like linebackers, where they are they are our outside linebackers are taking on offensive linemen most plays, and and like how T.J. Watt takes on offensive linemen is often he just runs really fast and crashes into them, and then makes a move like he like he takes a lot of wear. Are is it worth really going for those high end guys? Or are you better off you know trying to be deep like more like our wide receiver room is. Yeah, and that's one of the things, like, some of these things you can take from these past Super Bowl champions. Where do they invest their money? Like, you look in the Patriots uh, when they went on their ter- their tears. They had no money in their running backs. They had no money in their receivers. They put their money in uh, edge rush, in linebackers, into their defensive backs, into their quarterback, and protecting their quarterback. Like, they, there's some, like, kind of vanity positions where uh, like receiver it's great to have a big time flash receiver but uh, unless they're just playing out of their mind it, it doesn't translate to this success in the playoffs like Antonio Brown never had like these crazy 
playoffs where he he took over games. Like, sure, he has a Super Bowl ring now, but he really didn't do all that much for the Buccaneers in that run last year. Like, look at the highest-paid guys right now. You, you got Michael Thomas. The Saints have been the biggest choke artist in the playoffs the last half decade. And you, you keep looking around the league. They're really good when they're on their rookie deals because they cost next to nothing. But past that, like, you're absolutely right. Some of these spots, you just got to just kind of – you have to realize they're they're not worth it when it comes to trying to compete for a championship. So that that does make it tough. But right now, I guess when you look at the Steelers team, their offensive line is very cheap outside of David DeCastro, uh, basically all on rookie deals or on prove it deals. The receiving core is still very cheap. Juju Smith-Schuster got like half his market value. Evan else on a rookie deal. The running backs are all on the rookie deals. Uh, their tight ends, Eric Ebron, is on a prove-it deal. Other than that, rookie deals. You got Big Ben on a on a pretty big ticket. But their offense doesn't cost all that much money. Defensively, all their money's tied up in like the defensive line right now. And outside yeah. of that, you got what, Joe Hayden getting a pretty penny. And then the edge rushers right now are, aren't making anything. So it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting to see how they've kind of invested their money in the team. And yet they're still up against the cap. But they, they don't really have – Crazy depth. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Am, am I just going crazy here? To, is this team good enough to, to, win, to win a championship this year? Or are they just going to have to roll the dice and being crazy healthy for 21 well, games? Well, you're going to have to help hope for some luck. But that's every year. You look at the start of the season, teams that look like super tough teams, look teams that are ready to win the Super Bowl, and so few of them actually pull it off. So very few of them actually pull that off. Um it's usually a team that you're like, oh, they're they're the tier below, and they just they stay healthy. Uh, for me, I man, I, I think you kind of nailed it there talking about how the Steelers put money in their defensive line. I mean, you watch film; this defense runs through to it. Hayward, Alu Alu, even when those backup guys are in there, they have to produce, or this this team doesn't function. The defense starts falling apart pretty quick. They're designed for that you know, that interior defensive line to really be the reason they're good, especially on defense. And then they have guys behind it that can make plays when the, when there's pressure on, like you look at so many of our interceptions, so many of our sacks, they're created by the defensive line. Cam Hayward had what four sacks last year. He was yeah, dominant in the pass rush. He, he created so many opportunities. There's so many times TJ Watt got a sack. They kept him on his arc. He couldn't really, you know, get up the arc and get into the pocket, but the quarterback couldn't get into the pocket either. Like there wasn't a pocket for him to go into because Cam Hayward and, and Stefan Tuitt were in the pocket. So he has to back up from them. And then TJ's right there, you know, taking your head off. So to me, yeah, that defensive line, that's, that's the key. How well this offensive line plays is, 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 a, is probably the number two. Um, and whether they really set Ben Roethlisberger up for success I look at Ben Roethlisberger now, kind of like I looked at him early in his career. Like he's not 2008 to 2014 Ben. He's not that guy anymore, but he's still good. He's still a good quarterback. And if you, you know, put him in the right situation, I think he has a chance to to be that kind of guy who can carry, who can, who can take a team to the Super Bowl. But for me, this team, the anchor of this team is the defensive line. And that's really where you see the Steelers piling depth, so much depth on that defensive line. I think they understand that Cam Hayward and Stefan Tuitt aren't young anymore. 
and they're going to you know try and put them a little bit more on a snap count and keep them going for the whole season because that's that's this team right now. It's Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt, and Tyson Alawalu, in my opinion. And the speed and the playmakers behind them feast off the havoc they create, including TJ. TJ does it. Devin Bush does it. Minka does it. They all feed off what those guys create. So we got on a bit of a tangent, bit of, a bit of a, a, a tear tonight, which it's always fun. Get passionate. We love stuff. This is for dealers, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not getting fired up about this, we're getting fired up about probably more important stuff. But anyway, we are up against the top of the hour here. Jeffrey, is there anything uh, you want to plug on uh, on our way out? Yeah, I actually have a film room uh, on Arthur Millay, the guy I talked about. He, uh, I have a film room coming out on him. He's one of the more not talked about signings they got. He was kind of buried amongst their like pro day signings and a bunch of camp body type guys. Uh, but he has a chance to to actually do something on this roster and be a significant depth piece like Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton were. Uh, so look for that. Great stuff. Um, I also want to remind everyone, uh, as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. really is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. From roundtable discussions to film rooms like what Jeffrey and uh, Kevin Smith are putting out, uh, opinion pieces to breaking news, L- literally you name it, it's going to be on there. And most likely it's going to be on there first too. So just keep your eyes locked on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Steelers information because you're getting it all there first and best yet, you're getting it for free. And if you love this audio, this great podcast stuff that we put out for you uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, you're not getting all of it. Where you get traditional pod from like, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pandora, you name it. There is extra content going out each and every weekday. You got uh, Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride. You got uh, Dave Schofield's Stat Geek, which will be coming out Thursday morning. Uh, so if you're listening to this on the podcast side, make sure you click over to that. You also got my uh, live mic on Tuesday. So uh, check out all that great content because there's tons of it that we're giving to you guys. So um, as uh, as we sign out here, just once again, click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. For my co-host, Jeffrey Benedict, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you for hanging out with us. We will see you guys soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.